You're listening to Private Suite. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Private Suite Podcast. Today, it's me, Indy. We got Pony in the house. We got the new podcast team member, Ogno. Is it Ognos or Ognos? What is that? Uh, Ognos. Ognos. Okay. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Great. (laughs) (laughs) And special guest on the show, PowerPC Me. And he told us today to call him uh, Ruben on the show. So we're going to do that. (laughs) Welcome to the show, man. What's going on, guys? Not much. What's up with you? Uh, you know, just hanging out, getting over a cold. Uh, been binge watching uh, Mr. Robot again. Nice, nice. Because I think the new season's coming out tonight, so I wanted to catch up at least a little bit again to kind of remember things. But oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, I liked season one a lot. Yeah, I'm, yeah, season one is crazy. I'm very behind on that, and I gotta catch up with it. Hmm. Did you see it, Agnos? Agnos. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually like pretty <laughs> bad because I don't watch a lot of TV these days. Oh no! Yeah, that's probably for the best, isn't it? I'm like I've been at work at probably twelve hour shifts all this week, so it's been pretty Oof. rough for me. Crazy. Well, thank you. Just props to you for joining the team and you know helping us out with the editing, especially since you're Absolutely. working so much. Yeah, definitely. It's it's been great working with you so far, and yeah, looking forward to uh, giving you more work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah looking forward to it too man i'm, I'm having a lot of fun loading our it. stuff for it so you can do it basically yep. i'm loving it man <laughs> nice that's dope okay well let's start the show uh ruben what exactly do you have for us today you have a new project you're working on is that right yeah 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 um What's it called new album it's it has no name right now it's untitled but about maybe 55% done there's like I think I need to make some like interludes and stuff kind of just tie everything together uh, just finish stuff off I'm being real lazy recently uh, but well, once I get I think maybe one or two features that are missing and then um, once I finish everything up it's going to get sent off to mixing and mastering Then after that it's going to get a date set an actual title Wicked, man. Wicked. Yeah, I was uh, honored with the, uh, or blessed, you could say, with being able to hear the record uh, before it was done. And we were thinking of maybe playing a sample track for you guys here today. So here's one of the songs. It's called Ashes.
can't wait till the album's done. Yeah, I can't either. I, I just like every day I wake up and I'm like, all right, I got an idea that I need to slap in there and stuff, and I just can't wait to get home and actually do it. That song. It's been pretty much like every day. Yeah. <laughs> that song is like, I want to drive in a city at night like on the highway cruising past all the lights and the buildings and stuff with this blasting like it's so perfect yeah that song is that song is really cool uh i i think like i tweeted out maybe like a month ago that i found some hard drives in the trash at work and the intro for that song and like the little vocal clips are like harvested from those like discarded drives they just had like old educational videos in them oh yeah so i like sampled them and then threw them in there and they just came out really cool and like the slowed down vocals just kind of give me that vaporwave vibe that just like all the older vaporwave records used to have mm-hmm. just like some sort of slowed down person talking love that shit yeah. how much data did you end up getting off of those hard drives uh well they're old drives they're like old ide drives uh, and mm-hmm. uh i think they one of them is like 500 gigs and had like 100 gigs of stuff on it I never, I just like keep the drives here. I never actually like backed it up to anything. Maybe I should, but uh, <laughs> just in case they crap out, it's yeah. point, you never know with an IDE drive. Exactly. I, I, I backed up one of them cause it wasn't that much stuff on it. I think it was only like maybe two or three gigs of like videos. And then the other one for some reason is like a hundred gigs of stuff and I need to go through it, but there's probably more like dope samples in there. Yeah. I got to still dig through. It's like the vaporwave, like gold mine exactly you know, like car guys like talk about finding like you know old cars in like a barn or something and you know, like <laughs> this is like the the vaporwave equivalent of that yeah old educational video yeah, hard drives yeah. i used to burn cds like download songs off napster or morpheus limewire or whatever and burn cds for people i actually put a lot of work into them too like i draw on them with these cool liquid markers that i found at zeller's that's our canadian walmart <laughs> and uh, I would make cool designs and kind of copy the album as best I could, like, you know, because I would look it up or whatever. And uh, I would make all these playlists and stuff. So I used to have like so many freaking songs downloaded because everybody would request all these albums and all this shit. And like, it really is like that Vaporwave goldmine. It's like, I wish I could remember all those old songs I used to listen to. It's like some rap songs in there, like, so much awesome shit that maybe influenced like who I am right now and as far as music goes and I'll never I'll never find them again because I lost those goddamn hard drives that's crazy I remember in fourth grade like I was one of the only kids who had a computer and oh, yeah. uh, I like knew how to pirate songs and you had a burner so too. like yeah I had a CD drive that actually burnt CDs yeah. so I'd like make CDs of like different tracks I downloaded like my friend would re- re- request songs and then I would like hunt them mm-hmm. down and then burn the CD exactly. for them as soon as you get that CD burner back then it was like everyone wants everyone wants an album everyone wants a mix or something like that I had yeah. I had an old laptop that I think my dad got from his his office like they weren't using it anymore so I, I was able to take it and it was, it was like a comp I think it was a compact armada something so it was like a big white beige laptop uh, pre-USB, so there was no USB ports on it. I think I had Windows 98 and I had an external backpack brand CD burner that interfaced through either Parallel or PCMCIA and it would take forever to burn a CD but 
I'll be damned if I wasn't burning a CD like every day or like adding <laughs> MP3s to like a you know a, an open MP3 CDR. Yeah, every dude. day. Did you have MP3 a, CDs are the best? Did you have an MP3 CD like mini disc? Yeah, I had. I didn't have a mini disc player. Um, I had a Rio Rio brand like Diamond Rio uh, CD portable CD player, and that played MP3 CDs. That was nice. like I got it in two thousand and one, and I think it was like two hundred and fifty bucks, and it was like the best CD player you could get. Oh, that's expensive. because yeah, that's the shit though. Every, yeah. Everything, and then eventually I got a uh, a Rio MP3 player, which had an astonishing staggering 64 megabytes of memory wow 64 (laughs) uh expandable expandable to 128 megabytes through a multimedia card this was pre-sd card so (laughs) i could i could fit on average like maybe 10 or 12 like 120k mp3s on it and then it was full so it's like one cd that you could fit (laughs) onto it yeah that was the way to go dude but it was that actually i I, I loved it it was it was so cool like that was the future i'm like this is this is gonna be it everything's gonna be digital and then from there like i ended up with a a a dell dj mp3 player which was like 20 gig and that thing was awesome i still have it and it's actually kind of weird because it's like a time capsule of all of the shitty music i was listening to back then oh you gotta Um, pull it off uh, oh, Wait, I but Dell made MP3 players. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, Dell yeah. around 2004, 2005 made hard drive based MP3 players, and they were it used the same OS as the Creative jukeboxes, um, and it worked pretty much the same way. But it was like a metal enclosure. It was like a tank built really, really well, um, and I use that thing all the time. I loved it. So I, I still have it. It still works. I have to charge it, but. Um, yeah that's crazy yeah when you have that um, cd burner was, though you're like the coolest kid in school i was gonna say my dad gave me uh i think in like 2003 he gave me like a an older mini disc player mm-hmm. and it had a uh, it had usb on it so what i would do is i would take like a random mini disc and i would wipe everything on it and then i'll just put new music that i download onto that and i would constantly like cycle through it like that was my mp3 player back in the oh day. you did have a mini disc oh nice i'm when, before i meant uh discman just like the <coughs> oh, cd okay. players sort of but yeah i mp3 yeah. cd player yeah same this discman same yeah. same shit no, I did just get a, a mini disc player, so i i do have one i can get mini disc physicals nice now actually listen to them so awesome it's kind of useless like i mean it it sounds the same as like digital downloads whatever but it's just cool it's another cool form factor to have oh it's the coolest yeah definitely my favorite it's like that's like pinnacle like over the top sony you know late 90s early 2000s technology it's like it's kind of useless you you can do it in another way but it's just a a cool cool device Mm -hmm. yeah i agree funky uh, so what's everybody listening to? We usually do that on the show here. I guess we'll start with you, Ognos. You know, um, after I uh, did the editing for the the Zadig episode recently, I started digging into a lot of his music because honestly, I haven't. I've I've only been in vaporwave probably about two years now, so a lot of the stuff before that is stuff I haven't really got a chance to dig into. So. Mm it's given me opportunity to kind of go back and I'm listening to a bunch of stuff that everyone's already been listening to for years and stuff that I haven't even tried to 
dig into yet. You know, I think we're all doing that, sort of. Yeah, there's just so much of it. (laughs) There's so much music. You can't, like, listen to all of it. You can't know about everything. So it's actually kind of cool to, like, you're still discovering it. You know, it's still so early on in the genre that you can still pull stuff out that may be a mega hit, but somehow you just missed it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so you, you're liking Zadig the Jasp then, eh? Yeah, he's yeah, he's amazing. got a yeah, a lot of his music. It's so, so like beautiful. different. Like all the albums are kind of like different from each other too. So yeah, it's, you got the kind of the classic style mixed with some of the <laughs> I, I can't even really explain it. It's just like a lot of the albums kind of are not. He has so much like, fusion. Different. Like it's crazy, right? Mo- a lot of Mossoft vibes though too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check out the interview if you haven't heard it yet. Newest one. Um, uh, what about you, Pony? So there's a, a new album just came out uh, off of Business Casual from Vanitas. Um, I think that's how you say it, Vanitas. Uh, High Renaissance at the Modern Art Museum, which like the the cover kind of drew me in. It's got like an old like computer terminal on it and this like like silver skull with like a, a rainbow thing coming out of it um it's just like a really and it, it's just a really interesting clean cover that kind of drew me in um and it's just a it's a solid album he's got like a collaboration with uh cat corp on it blue screen uh it, it's a just a really really good album so if you haven't listened to it go check it out did you get the tape uh maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah great great record yeah i wonder i listened to it a few times now and like the, the first time i listened to it i'm like all right this is good and then I, I listened to it again like fully through and i'm like this is like just this is good this is just really really good mm-hmm. yeah i like it a lot i wonder who that is, that is i don't know that artist i've never heard of him before or her i don't know but Venetus. they're doing good work yeah i don't know uh, we'll link it. Get him for an interview. Let's go. We'll talk <laughs> him. We'll ask him who they are. Yeah, we'll link it though if anyone wants to check it out. Absolutely. Ruben? Um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff recently. I just pulled up my playlist on Spotify, just like the tracks that I put in there. But uh, the stuff that's not on here that I've been listening to is uh, that new Disket Park release that was also on Business Casual. That's a really freaking good album. Uh, I've been listening to that new George Clanton stuff with uh, and Nick Hexum. Nick Hexum. Yeah, Nick Hexum. That's that stuff is really good. King for a Day is a fantastic song. So good. Uh, kind of explains why he was wearing that 311 shirt at oh, Electronic Definitely. <laughs> I always th- I just thought that he was just a really big 311 fan. I was wearing a an X Files shirt because I'm a really big X Files fan. I didn't even like question. I was just like, oh, he just really likes 311, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, 311 fandom is one of the most interesting things, like f- to me. It, like, I mean, they do a cruise every year where it's just an entire cruise ship of 311 fans, and they all have like sports jerseys that all say 311 on them, and it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's it blows my mind how I mean they're good. I enjoy them, but some people are just super super diehard 311 fans. I wonder if George has been on that cruise. He probably has, huh? He probably maybe he That's has. Probably where you met him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. No, I read the I read the interview. He said he met him at Somewhere a Virginia. show in North Carolina. Or was in North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina was the show, and I guess uh, 
Nick Nick's like uh, tour manager or something was like, oh, this guy George Clanton's coming to the show. You should talk to him. And I guess that's how they linked up. Nice. It's pretty interesting. It's crazy. Well, that all works out. They they do put on a good show. I did. Um, I saw them back in high school when oh, I forget what album it is, but uh, that song Creatures for a while came out. Uh, Evolver. Um, so yeah, I saw them then. They were they were pretty good. Go see them again. I don't know if I'd go on a a cruise to go see them with you know for a few days but <laughs> i don't know if they ever come by check them out yeah that's the way to do it yeah uh but beyond that i've been listening to the new Gucci song which is great oh shit i and did not know there was one yeah there's a new one it's called air online and it has like porter robinson like a bunch of like a few different people worked on this one song apparently it's been like in the works since 2015 yeah and uh it just sounds really Sweet. good and just clearly polished which is really awesome. good. Awesome. I'm checking it out uh, right now. Oh, pizza. Sweet. Space pizza. Um, and I think the last thing I've just been listening to is the just the Live from Japan Death Dynamic Shroud yeah. uh, tape. That's all I've been really messing with recently. Oh, wait. And one more thing. Uh, my friend Seaside, he released an album. Uh, I don't know when it was, but I, I just recently started listening to it. And it's like... So some of the best ambient work I've heard in like years, dude. Like this guy made one of the sickest ambient albums, and like nobody's even listening to it, and it annoys me. Shit. <laughs> yeah, Seaside, C E E C I D E. If you look that up on Bandcamp, that shit is like incredible. I think he has like cassettes out too. Looking it up. Um. I don't see it. Maybe just link it to us. Yeah, I'll link it yeah, to you. Sweet. Uh, myself, I've been listening to Phoenix. Yeah, what are you listening to, Indy? Two seven seven two. A whole buttload. Uh, if you don't know him, he's an OG. He's been around for 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 fucking ever. Yeah, he's done a lot of shit. Classic recuts, volumes. Uh, it's his own stuff. Like his his work is really incredible. It's I don't know classic styles, bit of mall soft. He um, takes a lot of old, popular like R and B's mu- uh, music and uh, just funks it up sort of. Like he he does it. He puts a lot of work into it. He's not just you know slowing it down. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know what to say about him. Man, he's such a good artist. I really want to. I'm gonna try and get him for an an, an interview. Um, because you know he's been around for so long. It would only make sense, and I'm a big fan, right? Uh, I'll link his work if you haven't heard of him. Definitely check him out. Phoenix two seven seven two. Cool. Oh, I know Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. You better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. And I've listened to some metal. There's a there was a couple metal shows that came to town here. A band called Hail the Sun. They're pretty sweet. Um, very like thrashy, really great singer. The singer plays the drums also. Um, like he writes a lot of the drums, and then sometimes during the live set, he'll hop on the drums and have their like their live drummer just kind of sit out for a little bit, and he'll sing and play drums, and I'll go back to just singing. It's really nice. Uh, check them out, Hail the Sun. And then there's it's funny. There's another band, a metal band, sort of. They're a little bit harder than Hail the Sun, but some of you may know them already. They're called Periphery. 
and that their new album is called Hail Stan. <laughs> uh, that's a really great record too, like really incredible instrumentals and next level stuff. I'd love to see some like vaporwave metal samples. Shit. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't even know what it would sound like. Oh, metal influence. You can do I'm it. I'm sure there's a market like for it though, yeah. Like fire tools first thing that comes to mind as far as like mixing vaporwave and metal together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of in a dissonant way, but still uh, dirty sounding like metal does, you know, like distortion and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, lots of distortion. It's also like really fast too. Yeah, sometimes. You stoked to see her? Oh, uh, yeah, I saw her at um, at the first Electronic Con. I plan to go see her again. I, I only got to stick around for probably about 20 minutes of this set. I don't really remember where I went to after that. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm kind of wish I stuck around. There's, that's another thing too at Electronica is that there just wasn't enough time to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Is it? I guess it's the same thing this time too, or people are playing overlapping. Uh, I don't even have they come out with the schedule yet for the. I don't know. Not the schedule. I haven't no. seen it yet. They haven't. If I if I had to assume, I'd say so because there's no way like to yeah. fit all those artists in one True. day. Like it's not possible. Yeah. Ruben, are you going to Electronic Con too? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, no. Uh, oh, um, shit. What? Can't make it. Yeah, no, because uh, I don't have any... I can't, like, come up with all the money to get the ticket and stuff to mm-hmm. get down there, so... Yeah. yeah it sucks that it was, like, it's it's so close to it because I feel like if it was spaced out a little bit more, I feel like everyone would try to go. It would be a little bit bigger, but... If it was like five or six months in advance, I'd probably be able to like scrounge money for tickets, but like, and like get everything like my eggs in order. But yeah, it just wasn't the case for this time around. Oh well, next year. Yeah, true. Well, we and we all got that first one, man. So we're lucky. It's not everybody mm-hmm. did. Yeah. yeah, the first one was amazing. Yeah, and there's stuff happening next year. There's tons of stuff happening next yeah. year. Yeah, essential, essential 2020. If you like future funk, it's gonna be huge. I am stoked for that too. Yeah, there's some big, there's big stuff, big stuff coming up. There's a big announcement coming out at the end of the month where they're gonna announce all the artists. I think um, there's a meeting on Friday, so yeah, lots of crazy stuff happening. I will say, uh, at least at the beginning of next year, there might be there might be something cool happening. That's all I'll say about okay. that. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what do we got, Andy? Uh, we got a couple things. So we have uh, Hiraeth Records is putting out their third release. It's Zero's record. Um, and that's coming out on the 11th of October, quite soon. I think that's like what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday. And it comes out at 11 a.m. PST, and we will be putting out a um, premiere of the record one hour before the album comes out on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out if you want to, you know, engage in some conversation with the artist and some other fans of Zero and Harryath Records. And yeah, should be uh, should be a lot of fun. We'll put a link to it in the description, so you can check that out. And yeah, we just had Cat Corp cool. on the show. That was super dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Cat Corp, he did a um, him and Sheep did something together recently. Oh, that was Vaporer. 
Vape, um, sorry, I'm like getting my people mixed up. Never mind. We'll get, <laughs> that, we'll get to that later. Yeah, they <laughs> did a uh, witch house thingy. She loves her witch house. It is it is spooky season though, so it makes sense to mm-hmm. to do that. No, definitely. Yeah, that's super cool to see. Uh, you know, someone from the mag working on something like that with an artist. Well, she's an artist herself too, but you know. Oh yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Vapor is the best. Uh, in my in the next issue of Private Suite, there's going to be a little thingy where we all wrote about Electronicon. And uh, I said in there that Vapor was my favorite set at the show. It was definitely the craziest. Were you with me during that? Uh, in the crowd, maybe. Uh, for, yeah. for a bit, I was I moving think, around. I can't even remember. Yeah, I, but was, I was gone. <laughs> I, I, in my head, I said, turn down for what? And I really started just yelling at Jeff <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Uh, that really was. I, I think that probably was my favorite set of it of everything because it was oh, it yeah. really was just crazy it's either that dds or mesh that like the mesh in was my head the mesh was good yeah. also it's so good so pony what is this uh combo champ thing so pad chennington this past week announced uh he had this big thing that he had that he was announcing and it's called combo champ and i guess what it is it's a it's like a competition where a bunch of different artists are going head to head on like a live stream or or for voting and whatnot and they're gonna or no they're gonna match up two artists from a list and they have to work on a track and it's gonna be like randomly uh matched together and then they're gonna release an album with these these collaborations on them called the combo champ but the list of artists on it uh 3d blast a uh, hero christ dan mason equip eyeliner fire tools frank javsi golden living room hawaii 94 mac bandit nxxxs power pc me r23x runner circle club 95 synchro start tupperwave us golf 95 waterfront dining so fuck yeah ruben was that the yeah. thing you were talking about <laughs> oh no i'm talking about okay, something different cool. no. <laughs> but uh yeah but i mean you could probably so cool. you could probably speak to it a little bit more than i can but this is uh it seems like a really cool really really cool project that he's putting together it's it's definitely a lot of heavy hitters there's like a we have like a group chat with everybody in it and it's it's really fun to just sit there and <laughs> chat with everybody that must be odd aw- it's just <laughs> Like, I mean, we have like the discord for the magazine and everything and got a bunch of people talking and there are some artists in there, but I can just imagine like a group chat with just like, this is the vaporwave group chat. Like everyone that's in there is like, I think when we first started it, I I made a comment. I was like, this is the vaporwave Illuminati. And everyone was like, yeah, whatever, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's exactly what you'd imagine. It's It's not like anyone's shit talking or anything. We're all just hanging out. Yeah, for sure. You're just trying to control like what direction the whole genre goes in. It's like, how are we going to do this today? (laughs) What I understood from it was it was a way to have artists try and outdo each other, sort of. Um, I, that's not the way I'm looking at it. Uh, the way I mean, I I have like friendly competition energy with me at all times, so I try to like outdo every, like everyone here's my friends, but I try to outdo them anyways. So yeah, like, big time. 
you know just like it's like friendly competition like they still make awesome shit yeah but um uh i i just see it as like a way to kind of do something super different mm. like for example like what if i get matched up with i don't know fire tools like what's gonna happen there that's gonna Some be crazy, crazy ass shit know, like, <laughs> it's just like it, i just see it as like a great opportunity to do something like weird or crazy yeah. it kind of like just like push the bounds of the genre almost because i mean you know there's people obviously have different sounds so it could be really the stuff that's going to come out of this is going to it's going to be really really cool and interesting yeah and even pat said in the uh he did like a live stream after the announcement mm-hmm. he was saying like um that like pe- different people's styles are going to not mesh but like what if for example if fire tools got like matched up with say like me or like uh waterfront dining like that she can like give waterfront dining something and then just be like, all right, waterfront dining, do this. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. That, that And he'll, 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 or they'll take it and stretch it out or something and like chop it up, like do waterfront dining, uh, uh, aesthetics to it. Like you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the whole cool thing about combo champs in my opinion. Yeah. This is going to be, uh, this is going to be a really, really cool experience to listen to. I cannot wait for this album to come out. Sweet. I, you know what would be cool is if they if he like documents the process or if people document it and they can submit it and like people can follow along different uh, throughout the different records that people or different songs yeah, that people make sick. I know Pat said that he'll he's going to be doing like a different video I don't know if it's in November but like he, everyone who's on the album is going to have a video dedicated to them okay cool and um, stuff like yeah, that he said something perfect. else I can't remember yeah, just keep yeah. an eye on his channel. There'll be there'll be a lot of stuff coming out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the tenth this month, we're they're doing the drawing too. So keep an eye on that. I think it's gonna be live. The drawing? Yeah, we're pretty sure. Well, yeah, of who's the, gonna get matched up with who? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like just like oh, we're gonna match up these two people who don't work together. What can we do? It's it's a, it's a completely random thing. So mm-hmm. they matching them up to work together, or matching them up to go against each other? To work together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like those. Uh, did they ever see those videos where it's like four <laughs> DJs like get the same song or whatever, and they have to rework it? Oh, they use one sample to make oh, a track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, okay. Andrew Hong does yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah, his yeah, his, his videos, videos are crazy, dope man. It's like that, but that everybody just gets to make a different song, and they work together. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Uh, so we got some news. We got some vaporwave news, sort of. There's um, a label, Sudswap Audio Brewing, and I think they have it's like a partner label. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but it's with uh, Botanica One. You may have heard of them. They used to make a lot of tapes. They did some of the early Zadig the Jasp tapes, for example, and I think Sudswap also worked with Seiko Mart quite a bit back in the day. Anyway, they're a very beloved label, and they hadn't put out anything since, like, October of 2018, or August, rather. And I was always wondering, like, when the hell is Sudswap going to make something? So it looks like they have a new management now. Um, So they're back and doing stuff again because they just put out a tape, um, you know, after a year and a bit. No new music, but they are putting out tapes so uh, that's exciting. If you like uh, that label, 
<laughs> Help me out here, guys. It could be cool. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, excited for that. Sunswap, they're, they're OG. Like, I think they maybe started doing stuff like half a year or a year after I started doing Vaporwave stuff. So I like I saw the first couple tapes coming out from them. Mm-hmm. They're really sweet. I, I think it's either Su- no it's Seiko Mart that does the uh, like the cool packaging and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they work together on a few tapes because I think I have some that have like the branding of both Seiko Mart and Sudswap. I forget. It's the ones that have like on the on the J card. There's no spine. You just see the the like tape, the actual like metal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm, it's exposed. Exposed tape. Yeah, I actually like. Sounds the like look a special that. tape that you need to go get, Indy. But uh, no, I've got it. I got some. Of course, <laughs> I'm missing a lot though. Those are the those are the rare ones. Uh, also, in other news, we have Fantasy Deluxe back doing some stuff. I don't know what exactly, but it has something to do with reissues of. It seems to be like whatever you want they're asking for people to message them on twitter uh like the records that they want them to be reissued so check out their Bandcamp, fantasy mm-hmm. deluxe they put out of like so many <clears throat> so many amazing albums like uh the arcadia oh, the video fashion stuff yeah video fashion arcadia campus um i think maybe cosmic cycler yeah cosmic cycler some network 94 um yeah just a whack load of stuff i really like that label and i was really upset when they said they were like shutting down because i really wanted to interview them so maybe that now now's my chance (laughs) they're back get them yeah we'll see i don't know like i don't know if they are back really like they're just doing reissues right so well i mean the person's not dead so i mean they can always talk about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if they want to, yeah. You know. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, there's also in the news, we have a lot of news this week. One Tricks Point Never, it looks <clears throat> like, is scoring the film for of the new Adam Sandler movie. The film of the new Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> He's scoring the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> that actually surprised me reading that. I was like, I, that's not something you'd really expect, but nonetheless i want to hear what happens there <laughs> i just i'm struggling to to like place what it's going to sound like i don't know big time man it's so it's very strange i thought <laughs> yeah, it was super curious like i made sure it wasn't the onion <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's, i wonder what the did it say what the movie is or what the movie's called gems i think yeah the trailer's out for the film stealing ceiling stuff it's like another i need to look at that i'm just picturing like that scene from south park where cartman's in the awesomeo thing it's like adam sandler and the golden (laughs) retriever (laughs) adam sandler is like 900 movie suggestions they all star adam sandler i remember that Um, we'll call it puppy love puppy love (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm kind of stoked to see adam sandler in a like a, an actual dramatic film that he wants to be taken seriously in, sort of, because he did one a while ago in like two thousand four. That Punch Drunk Love? Uh, no, actually, it was Rain Over Me. I think it, that was the name, Rain Over Me. Huh. 
and that was a. F- if you guys ever watched the? Uh, oh, you can sorry. Go. Ahead. Uh, just sorry, just quickly. It was a film that took. It had to do with him having post-traumatic stress after 9-11 because his family died or something mm. in the, the, you know, the tragedy. And yeah, he has like a super emotional part and he, it's really well executed. There's one scene though, it's like the most cringiest scene because it's a really long monologue and they don't cut away. So he has no chance to like be saved by editing sort of. <laughs> so I bet you there's going to be a lot of that in this film too. You can do it in short snippets. Yeah. A great film, Rain Over Me. See that? Yeah, check it out. Yeah. But I mean, he's done some. He's done some serious work. Yeah. I mean, even um, his comedies are serious movie, sometimes. Yeah. Click. Like click. click. Was like a half click. comedy, half drama. <laughs> yeah, like they marketed that as like this funny thing. So go go to the Beyond section of Bed Bath and Beyond, and you know it's all funny. But like, damn, that was a like. The second half of that movie so like was super deep, really <laughs> heavy. Like, god damn! I haven't seen it. Did you ever uh, see Spanglish? I have not seen that. Like either. That was gonna, cook. I was gonna say if you guys saw uh, the Cobbler, no. I which is like, it's easily one of the worst movies I've ever yeah. seen. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars Adam Sandler. <laughs> Old. Speaking of, if we're talking about movies and stuff right now, since it uh, since it is spooky season right now, I've been trying to go back and watch some some old like scary or you know horror kind of kind of movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I've like watched like Scream and and stuff like that. But we went and watched. Um, have you ever seen the movie Heather's? No, no. Nope. It it is so painfully eighties. Nice. <laughs> and it's got it's it's got Winona Ryder and um oh, the fuck is his name? The guy from uh Mr. Robot. Okay. Christian Christian uh, Christian Slater. Oh yeah. Yeah. In it like as high school students and they're just you know, it it's yeah, it go go watch it. It's a very, very, very painfully eighties terrible terrible but amazing movie, if you haven't seen it. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how scary is it? Because I'm not a fan of really scary movies. <laughs> it's not really. I, it's not even. I would, wouldn't even consider it scary. Maybe like a little suspenseful, and there's some, you know, they're casually killing each other and stuff like that. But you know, it's nothing. Uh, What's nothing it called? That, it's called Heather's. Heather's. Yeah, bunch of stuck up, you know, kids in high school, and you know, they want to kill each other and stuff like that. Yeah, go go watch it. It's it's quite entertaining. Let's check it out. Uh, did you see the link I posted about that Nickelodeon thingy from the two thousand? Yeah, that that five hour yeah, Nickelodeon I, I documentary on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I skipped through it a little bit. It, it was interesting; it caught my <laughs> eye, so I had to look at it. I I don't remember it airing. They said it only aired once. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just man, some of that stuff. It's like you gotta think that all those kids are now like our age, growing up and stuff. Now that was us. Yeah. that was actually produced by nickelodeon yeah like in 99 or something right before the millennium god damn yeah it's just yeah for january 1st airing in 122 countries at the turn of the millennium Mm -hmm. man it's fucked up to think how hopeful we were back then (laughs) (laughs) and like we're almost 20 years we're 20 years like away from that time and all these like glimmering like the children were like oh yeah we're hopeful for the future and like 
20 years later, we're still in kind of a shithole. There's this, like, a one section. <laughs> it's really sad. There's one section where there's these, like, kids. They're doing opera music, and they're talking about how music's going to turn into just pure electronic music and go away from that. And I'm like, these guys predicted Vaporwave. <laughs> yeah, what did they say? It was near the end. Yeah. I forget what the kids said. It was so smart. Somewhere. It's like, it's going to be more complicated. It's going to be, like virtual instruments and shit i forget mm-hmm. yeah, and one kid says like, yeah less authentic down. i'm like oh screw you dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> in some ways yeah we'll link that this- we'll link that shit because it yeah. was really cool to see like the hopes and dreams <clears throat> of like pony was saying of the kids at the time and uh that that wasn't me. that's why like news <laughs> at 11 oh it wasn't oh sorry that's no. that's why news <laughs> at 11 is so cherished because like this is like right before that you know and it's Mm -hmm. like makes you think like hey maybe things could have been like that you know instead of this like corporate controlled civilization we have now it's like this altruistic view of these kids who like don't know the complexity of the turmoil of fucking politics (laughs) Yeah, I feel like society's always been controlled corporately by, you know, to some extent. I mean, even dating back to like the industrial revolution, there were still like, you know, a handful of companies that were running everything. So, um it's not so different, but Yeah, it's it's it is been getting worse to think for like a while. what Yeah. Yeah, this definitely it's definitely evolved quite a bit. I guess the difference is now kids are more aware of the crazy problems in the world because of the internet and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just int- that, that one thought about the music being less authentic because it'll be digitally created. Um, it, it, that kind of stuff always, it, it's interesting to hear that like, you know, people think something is less authentic because of like a tool that was used to create it. You know, it's not like it was, like procedurally generated or anything like that. No, you're using a device to make a sound and to create something. So like that's, that's an instrument. I mean, even if you have like something like AI created music uh, that's going to making it, that's still something. And there was still work put into a device by someone that is making it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just another art form. It's just, it's not less authentic. It's just different. Right. I think the, Mm the idea behind that is that most people don't understand the tools or how they work where it's like a guitar no not at all they they see someone not just like strum a guitar like oh that makes sounds and if somebody's on a computer like oh the computer program is probably doing it all for them they don't understand that people are actually doing stuff <laughs> on the computer mm. no not, i completely agree it's not made through ai someone has to program that like it's not a exactly mm-hmm. it doesn't come out of nowhere it's not that's not how it works no matter no matter how easy it was to make or quote easy it was still someone's work put into that regardless. And if it sounds good, it sounds good. It doesn't matter how easy it was to make. Now, question. Let's say at some point you have like an, an AI generated album, like fully composed and fleshed out and everything like that. Whose name goes on it? Whoever programmed it, right. I'd assume, right? That's what I would guess. Yeah. yeah. But wouldn't that be similar to, let's say, like a student making a, a writing something? Or, or composing something and then you know the teachers oh i i taught them how to play and how to read music and how to compose music I you know, their name i really don't agree I with that though. 
like the teachers and universities taking credit for their students as inventions no they they absolutely shouldn't like i I don't think they that's, should but, like, but is, yeah. would that be the similar uh, same kind of thing as like you know an ai you know generated album hmm. that was i don't true. think that's the same thing I, because mm-hmm. the ai is not, not it's not a living right. being it doesn't <laughs> breathe it's it's still mm-hmm. in the computer it's still in a box while while as the other thing is an actual human who worked on it mm-hmm. and obviously they if they worked on it they deserve the credit uh, yeah. whereas the ai s- still needs to it needs to exist it needs to be given purpose <laughs> as a a piece of program you ever see that in my opinion you ever see that rick and morty episode where rick makes a little tiny robot for the table and then he what is my purpose what is my purpose <laughs> has has the butter. <laughs> oh my god yeah. that, there was a joke like that in uh futurama too i think they're like at the ballpark and like bender f- put his like hot dog or popcorn or beer on the ground or something at like a uh, baseball game and a little robot like comes zooming out like sure and he like cleans it up and he's just like uh this is my life or something like that (laughs) (laughs) i think about that shit a lot like oh and did you see those crazy ass new scary robots from boston dynamics Uh, you can buy the consumers can buy them now no yeah Yeah. oh no that's terrifying (laughs) yeah those robots have been scaring me for like a decade, dude. Yeah, but like, what do you like? What do you dude, do with one if you buy dude, it? F- fucking kill everybody, kill man! <laughs> <laughs> fucking laser, no, it's like heat gun shit on that, and just kill oh, people. I mean, I don't. Jesus Christ. What are you gonna? What are you gonna like do? It's like industrial purposes, Spot. right? Like, it's like it just it can carry stuff, I guess, or it's, it's open I don't know, doors. It's, oh, they have a whole they have a whole bunch of can them. Do backflips like, right now? Why? <laughs> like, how does that help productivity at the workplace? Uh, it's just waiting for somebody to mount a gun on there and just fucking <laughs> yeah. not giving anybody Dude, ideas. If you, know, if you think, <laughs> if you think the hippies. army hasn't gotten one and like mounted a gun to that yet, oh, you're out of your mind. Right. You already know that they have one that like has that can last freaking 10 days on a single charge oh, Jesus, and ha- it can carry like 10,000 pounds of, of ammunition and just goes into any place and just start mowing yeah, down people. What, like That's what we need. Even if <laughs> we don't yeah, program sure, them, right? them for that, we just make them our slaves, they're gonna fucking put this shit together and uh, abandon us. We're gonna try and program <laughs> program that and maybe go against the guy. We're gonna program that in there and be like, yo, man, don't disobey the humans ever, even if you agree collectively amongst yourselves that this isn't right because it's, you know what, if you actually have consciousness, it's not right, but please don't kill us. Like, what are we going to do? They're going to, like, there's no way around it. <laughs> have you listened to uh, Elon Musk on Joe Rogan where he talks about AI and he, like, he describes this exact problem? And I haven't thought about it before and I was never really scared of it. But when he starts describing it, I'm like, man, it actually is kind of scary. It's a bit, it's a bit much how how stuff is going to be like in a couple of years with, with artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like 20 or 30 years, maybe even 50 years before we see AI start to like go outside of the box and do things we didn't necessarily program it to. And like, um, especially for how it's able to teach itself and not just follow instructions. Uh, we're not actually yeah. able to write the code yet. Sort of that, uh, to like implement the code rather that would allow for that but it's only a matter of time but we're, we'll be safe for another 20 years looks like <laughs> oh, <geez>. unless we <laughs> stick then. the robots on each other 
but as far as like sentience goes and all that I can't wait to take the robots out with my EMP gun that I'm going to have in 20 years. <laughs> just wait. You're just a microchip. Start I can cry. frying you. everybody's yeah. robots. Yeah. Soon <laughs> after, it'll be Mad Max era. I I remember reading about this like many years ago about drone hunting licenses in like Colorado or something. Dude, they have drones it. with flamethrowers now. Jesus. Dude. That's awesome. Did you hear? About, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, did you did you hear hear about the "He will not divide us" thing with Shia LaBeouf? He will not yeah. divide us. So, the very end of that story is they put the flag somewhere, and I guess, and it's like no one has access can access it. But somehow, the flag like broke in half and it's ripped. So the live stream, you can't even see the words on the flag anymore. It's just like a little piece of string flopping around in the air. It's like very embarrassing almost. And then there's a video showing a flamethrower burning off the rest of the flag that ripped off that got like wrapped around uh, at like a telephone, like hydro line. And it's just like cruising around through the air, like just like (laughs) flaming the hydro line to burn off this fucking giant flag. I'm just like, dude, oh, oh. Wait, this actually happened? Yeah, man, let me find the video. One sec. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus. I actually, I respect the effort that Shia LaBeouf put into that, but everyone just wants to see other people mad. Yeah, like you can't... It's really upsetting. It was a recipe for disaster. The most exciting I, his heart was reality in the right place, sh- the TV show <laughs> ever, though. Like, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real reality I remember TV. when he first put it up, like, I was like, his heart's in the right place, but everyone's going to abuse this. Like, there's the internet is a horrible place. Oh, yeah. Especially to him. Especially to him. I love Shia LaBeouf, by the way. He's, like, he's my number one favorite actor of all time. The guy is incredible. He was on Hot Ones recently. Did you see that? Yeah. That was, like, I love that. really well done, Hot man. Ones episode. Yeah. Wow. Like, one he's of my favorite guy. episodes. Check yeah. that out if you haven't seen that, too, guys. Okay, I found the video. Uh, flamethrower drone. I'll put it in like the podcast like thing. Oh wait, I can copy the no, no. You have to go to the link. Yeah, it's just freaky, man. Tiny little drone flying around there, like. God damn! Oh, look at that. Wow. That's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> what? How the fuck? This? It's crazy. <laughs> the way it moves is so precise too. That's, that's so scary. Was this sent sent out by like the authorities, or was it sent, out, sent out by I like don't. some <laughs> random guy with a drone that has a flamethrower you know, on it? Probably I, he has a contract. I found this because I was trying to research what happened to the flag. I still don't know why the flag ripped in half. So I can't. I don't know, man. Wait, but this video is this is actually like a contractor removing debris caught in electrical wires. And apparently it's the, uh, it might've been a joke actually. It was on the Hebel. Not yeah, I think it was a joke. But it looks the same. Yeah, it's probably a joke. Uh, Fuck. I think, I think they're joking. They're like, yeah, this should happen with the flag. <laughs> and then they posted this video. Yeah. Well, that's, they got me. Regardless, that's scary as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine one of those coming at you, spitting fire at no, you. Like, thank you. Bruh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. That's unreal. I can't believe it. <laughs> 2019 scary. Mm-hmm. I like like the comments if you look on the um the r slash gifs thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's yeah. like you can make a drone with a flamethrower. 
and use it for cleaning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Ruben, you have some news, I imagine, uh, about your Kmart album. Did you want to share some of that um, here, here on the show? Yeah, we got uh, the vinyls. It's. <laughs> I feel like I've vinyls. said this a billion times already. It's coming. So it's so close. It's really is. The art is done. Like literally, the very last thing we have to do is finalize a track list. That's that's all we're waiting to do right now. Mm-hmm. That's. I. I would say pre-orders for the vinyl would will be happening in 2019 if I have anything to say about it. But dope. if not, early 2020. Dope, dope. But that's that's kind of a lot of the news that I have about Kmart at the moment. And you're not crowdfunding it, right? No, we're gonna just do it straight up because mm-hmm. we want we want to have like the quality and the stuff and all that stuff under under our belts, you yeah, know. Big time, big time. Just kind of have it all in house. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you'll have an issue selling that album. Yeah, I don't you'll think, be, so think you'll either. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's definitely. I I'm not gonna try to. I don't want to jinx it and say like it's for sure gonna sell out, but hopefully it'll sell out. Hopefully. Well, if you're listening to this, go go and buy. Look out for the Kmart vinyl and buy it. Yeah. Make sure it sells when out. it happens. When Follow it happens. my Twitter. There you go. What is your Twitter? Just at PowerPCME. That's my handle on everything. So if you have Facebook, if you have LinkedIn, go find me on uh, PowerPCME. <laughs> the LinkedIn was a joke. I don't actually have <laughs> PowerPCME LinkedIn. <laughs> Sweet, man. <clears throat> All right. We got, uh, so there's a future funk label, Montam. That's Fiber's label. He put out just a few days ago a song by future funk artist Chevron. If you guys remember him from the mm-hmm. well, from from a lot of stuff, but what one thing yeah. was our show, the uh, or our like interview, the essential, thingy. Recap. yeah, the essential <laughs> recap. Thank you. Um, and yeah, Chevron was in that, and he's going to be at Essential 2020 as well. <laughs> and he put out a song with Lucky Talisman who's also going to be there and was also at the first one. So check that interview out if you haven't heard it, because it's awesome. And I want to play a little bit of that song, if you guys don't mind. Let's check it out. Go for it. Yeah, man. That's some thick ass shit right there. So many sounds. Oh man. Just like layered fucking smashing against one another. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you see yeah, Fiber's other Twitter post this week? No. Uh on the third, he posted that he's gonna be taking a uh a hiatus. indefinite hiatus. 
What? Yeah. Aside from oh, yeah, he said, aside from two collabs that he's uh, he said he's going to be working on, he's taking an indefinite hiatus to focus on school uh, coming up. So, yeah. Fuck. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have to put life first when it comes to it comes to that. That's crazy, but. man. I'm supposed to interview him soon. And the thing about like f- some future funk artists, like Fiber, is too good for his own good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, he's so fucking good that pe- people the don't fu- get uh, it. Future funk artists I listen to. People, that's awesome, man. Like, that's so dope because people. No, more people need to fucking listen to Fiber. More people need to check his shit out and just push themselves like he does man like he's so like i'm gonna cry man (laughs) like that's crazy he's like a genius (laughs) when it comes to that stuff i mean he's just he's just got the the right ear for it and and knows how to how to compose the stuff and put it together in just the right way i mean he he mastered uh pat jennington's album right and many others a couple tracks yeah yeah his hand in yeah yeah he's a good kid um i mean obviously understand he's got a put his school first so i'm sure he won't be yeah. away forever but it's you know, yeah i gotta do what you gotta yeah, do hopefully i can get an interview with him fuck that's crazy well yeah. school yeah school maybe it's just that time now on to the next chapter Mm-hmm. crazy <clears throat> well shout out to you yeah. fiber man we love you and good luck good luck out there yeah big shout out to fiber just coming coming for me go buy, go buy his album so he can uh Make more. <laughs> support him, yeah. Keep keep yeah. making him if he needs to. Show support. Mm-hmm. Go go reply to him on Twitter and say, I love you, Fiber. <laughs> That's what everybody should go I'm do. I'm going to open new tab. Twitter, Fiber. All right. Now, just so I don't forget. Fiber Alex, by the way. F-I-B-R-E Alex is the Twitter handle if you want to send him a message. All right, guys. Well, I don't have too much more to talk about. Does anyone have anything? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so hard when you're put on the spot like that. <laughs> it's like I know I do. God damn it. <laughs> we should. Uh, I, at least I didn't get to talk with you guys about post electronic. I listened to the podcast though. We should talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, for Just sure, like, for sure. I feel like we're still. I, I I'm still decompressing. It was like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where, much stuff happened. Where were you staying again? Me. Yeah. I was staying in Brooklyn. I was in um. Where was it? Yeah, like where? I though? think I was in Williamsburg. Pretty sure. It, it was like a nice Airbnb by yourself. Or? No, I was with uh, I was with some friends. Uh, they nice. didn't come down for Electronicon. They just came down to like stay in the city. Uh, oh yeah, I think I met one of your one of your buds there, right? Uh yeah, that was that was my boy Champ. He uh he actually Champ. lives in the city. Yeah, Champy Champ. Yeah, shout out to Champ, man. He's cool. Champ was the Champ was so helpful. He like took a bunch of like sick pictures, and then he just like he was like, "Yo, you want me to get you some food? Yo, you want a beer or something?" I was like, he was just being like, because I, I was that whole time I was like on a different planet, so like <laughs> I probably wouldn't have taken care of myself regardless. Just while I was there, like Champ was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll get you yeah, drink or whatever." Like. He was just super handy. I don't know, but uh, yeah, shouts out to Champ. But uh, uh, Electronicon, it's was nuts, and it was like 
it was kind of a daze. I feel like everything meshed together. Do you guys feel like feel that way? It was like kind of everything. It's kind of hard to like put together pieces of what happened throughout the entire day because it was such a long event. But there was so much going on the entire time. Yeah, like we were we were there for like twelve hours. Basically, uh, yeah, yeah. at least did not seem like it was twelve hours. I didn't leave. And the thing was like, sorry. No, you first. You first. I was just. I didn't leave until like I got there. What? think me and like a bunch of people i met from the george clamp fan club met up at like for lunch at like 11 got there at like noon and waited for two hours and i didn't leave till like three in the morning it was just such a long day yeah no it was just like the tape swap the day before and then the actual like electronic con the next day was like it just felt like those two days meshed together and it was oh yeah it was unreal just like meeting all those people too it that was the first time like people i didn't actually personally know like came up to me and asked me for autographs and that was crazy to me at the tape swap <laughs> at least not uh, so much at electronic but people came up to me at electronic con too who recognized me but yeah it was nuts at the tape swap yeah well you're performing a little set there too right so it makes sense yeah that that was pretty cool I, I don't know if you guys were there for the end, like the very last set that I did. That was yeah. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was so happy with that. <laughs> yeah, the first one, like, well, you were like first, and it was like super quiet, and not everybody was there, and yeah. Like when I first, I'm glad you came had, in you there to do the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah, like, because exactly. I was like DJing or something originally, but then at the end was a. Actually, there was like a time mess up too. Shouts out to 3D Blast, Randy, first of all, because it was a time goof. And, like, if 3D Blast didn't, like, cut his set in half, I wouldn't have even been able to perform any of that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there was, like, a, a time goof. And, uh, yeah, 3D Blast was, like, I went up to him and was, like, yo, you don't have to, like, stop or anything. Like, I'm totally cool with just not doing the set. But I guess since the time, like, time goofed up, I can't even do it. And he's, like, not nah, sure, man, go for it. And so he let me take the last half hour of the night. Which is super nice of him. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do that. Um, Damn. But yeah, shouts out to shouts out to Randy. Guy. Definitely. True homie. The truest of homies, dude. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was super sick. Like meeting uh, James from DDS. That was nuts. At least for me. Yeah. He like uh, I I went up to him and I was like, Yo, I'm Ruben, Power PC me, and like the next second he's just like. He's like, no, no way, dude. I love your Kmart album. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he gives me a hug. <laughs> and that's the the cover of my new EP, the Friends EP on Spotify. Go check it you out. Know, <laughs> that is one of the biggest takeaways from the whole thing is just, you know, it's not just the, the fans excited to see, you know, the artists, but like the artists excited to see the other artists that they all listen yeah. to and everything. And it, it was it was really cool to see like Dan Mason. Right? Oh, my God. Like St. Pepsi's over there or whatever. Or, you know, it it's it was really really cool the amount of love that i felt from being there was like something i hadn't felt before in my entire life like dan mason too for example like i introduced myself to him and he was like excited to see me dan mason was excited to see me and like we traded cassettes like that was fucking surreal dude i i don't know just like all stuff like that happening was just so surreal yeah they're fans it was too. basically like yeah. taking MDMA. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't have to do anything. You just got that high naturally. Like it was so dope. Yeah, she was awesome. So sorry to interrupt. That uh, you're fine. I, I'm I'm pretty much done. What were you saying, Rich? No, I I mean, 
I, everything that we need to say about it, I, you know, we we covered in the the recap. If you want to go listen to it, so um, yeah, go listen to that episode. Think, it was good. Yeah, apparently that's like Thank that's you. like the recap because uh, in the hundred percent electronica hundred percent electronica like newsletter, like they link to that interview. Like here, go listen to this for information on electronicon. Did they really? So, oh, yeah, like they, they linked to, to that episode of the show. Number 49, if you want to hear it. The greatest day in vaporwave history. Yep. It really was. I can't. There's like nothing else like yeah, that. Yeah. There was never, ever a moment like Electronicon in, in terms of vaporwave history and the genre's history. Unless I'm mistaken, like, I don't think nothing, I, nothing I can't to recall. that. Nothing like that. I mean, there's been a few small shows here and there that people would do and sets and like on the future funk side of it, you know, Young Bay has been touring and, and there's been shows like that, but nothing like this. Um, this was this was a defining moment. So um, I know originally it was like SPF 420 would put on like like Internet, like concerts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And sometimes yeah. they'd all meet IRL and do stuff, but it was not on this level. This was like kicking it up several notches now do you think number two is going to live up to number one or is it going to be just a different experience it's gonna different it's gonna be different but i I think it's gonna it's more poppy you think so yeah man like slater's playing she's not she's not vapor you know i there's like there's a lot (laughs) of stuff that's not really vapor it's more like electronic which is the whole electronic hundred uh, percent electronica vibe, right? Like that is true. The first yeah. one was for the vaporwave people. This one's for the LA people. Yeah, but at the same time, like, so yeah, you have you know Slater, who's not vaporwave, but I mean, you have Cat Corp, and you have Eyeliner, and yeah. that's true. You, know, you have some Internet, Internet Club, Club also. It's like you have some other huge names in in the genre yeah. that are going to be there also that weren't at the first one. So I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have to wait and find out. I guess maybe if it's your first Electronicon, maybe it will be that way for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. This first one definitely had different energy. Either way, it's going to be fucking dope. Yeah. 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 The first one had different energy. It was more affordable. <laughs> <laughs> people people could take the bus and the, and the subway well, I mean, there. It's super easy. You can take the bus there. I mean, I, I'm driving to Electronicon, too. <laughs> And yeah, I'm but where are you coming friends. from? <laughs> so it's cheaper for me. Oh, so that's, yeah, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, for me, this one's way cheaper than the New York one. I spent a lot of money. Yeah, the exact opposite for me, flying across the country. <laughs> for me, both are retarded. <laughs> I think uh, probably spent two grand total between both of them. I think like the way it should have been. Not to say like electronicon 2 is like a bad thing or anything i think it should just be like a once a year thing you know like how like any other con is in my opinion but like a festival yeah like festival like Lollapalooza is once mm-hmm. a year and it's usually in the same spot uh or but or even you could change yeah. spots too like but like having it once a year so like everyone can like plan out how they're going to get there and stuff like i think like like twitchcon for example there's a eu version of twitchcon and then there's also just normal TwitchCon, and then and it's usually in San Diego or like somewhere in California. So I don't know that. I, I think maybe if it was just a once a year thing it would be cool, but I, I still I still respect it that it's like multiple of them yeah. at the same round time. It, yeah, it'll pr- probably like the big one will probably be yearly, and then there might be like smaller 100% Electronicon shows or Electronica 
rather. Right, like a, like tours and stuff. Yeah, little little things like they'll hit a couple states or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Lots of other people doing concerts now. That's the that's the main thing to take away from it. I think. Yeah, it really sparked kind of like the, the yeah. thing for everyone to start doing live shows because seeing the success of 100% Electronicon is what it's sparking other people to do live shows like out in Philly Skeleton Lipstick and all those guys are doing live shows and mm-hmm. out in California uh, the Pacific Plaza Records guys they're doing live shows now too like it's really booming now because of that just like it completely sparked it off yeah, yeah. We uh, check out the episode with Pacific Plaza coming out in just a few days. Hey, it's like two days, two days or something. We'll see. Alex yep. is the homie. It's gonna be dope. Yeah. How's the the edit going, Agnos? Is it fun? It's um, it's actually pretty. <laughs> it's pretty close. I'm finishing it up pretty soon. Nice. You may notice. I think this one would have been a bit easier to edit because Alex talked a lot in that episode yeah he did (laughs) (laughs) which was great for me i just sat back drank beer (laughs) it was an easy one no it sounds it sounds good too i can't wait to listen to that one that one's gonna be interesting great episode yeah yeah it's jam-packed with knowledge yo knowledge he's got a lot of stuff oh my god i'm excited uh damn it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, he's quite uh, quite a knowledgeable motherfucker. All right, well, uh, anyone got anything else before we call it? I think that's uh, pretty much it. Um, I think so. I'll just say uh, on the topic of Pacific Plaza, I do have a tape coming out. The uh, Friends EP on cassette is coming out. Nice. I think they're making 25 of them, and they're going to have it at the tape swap in California, I think the day before Electronicon 2. Ooh, damn. Dope. Yep. Uh, yeah. Ooh, grab one there. Yeah. Get me a signature. Surprised you don't already have it like ordered, Indy. Like it's. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I already got it. It's already on my shelf. Slacking. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know. Is it out yet or the the what? tape? Yeah, yeah, that tape's not out yet. I don't think. I think that's coming soon. Yeah, I know. I've just figured. You know, you have like everything. I figured maybe you just like it. Just <laughs> they just manifest themselves like in your collection. They yeah. show up. They just show <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> my house is being taken over by cassettes. Help! Yeah, I'm gonna try and bring down a lot. Just give them away, trade. I don't know. Hook up some homies because yeah, it's ridiculous now. Are you gonna fly with like carry-on cassettes? <laughs> yeah, load it up. A whole suitcase full of cassettes. I don't want to bring a suitcase with me on this trip. I just want to do one bag only, backpack. So hopefully, I can manage that. We'll see. Yeah, that's that's what I did for New York. It's it's definitely that's, that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. for this. I'm just doing a, a backpack for three days. That's I just it. Want, nothing else. I want to know what TSA says yeah. to you about all those cassettes. Come back with the stories on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The thing is, if I don't come back with them, they're going to be like, hmm, <laughs> we thought you left with a couple cassettes there. Believe me, TSA does not care. They don't. No, they, they, they don't. As, they're trash. As someone, they're as, horrible. As someone man. who has worked extensively with TSA and Customs and Border Protection at my last job, Lazy. Uh, they, they won't notice or care. Well, yeah. Shouts so out mm-hmm. to TSA for not caring about cassettes. Let's go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And if you're worried about flying with your cassettes, uh, like going through the 
security check-in and the crazy magnet system mm-hmm. they have or whatever the heck that thing is um don't worry it will be fine you can also if you're really worried ruined. about it uh this is just a, a pro pro travel tip uh you can always ask for a hand inspection if you're worried about it going through the x-ray so if you say hey mm. i have cassettes i don't hmm. want to put them through the x-ray they can inspect them manually so they used to do the same thing for film with cameras they would say like if it's under eight, uh, 800 okay. asa uh, it would be fine but if you want to have them inspect it manually they will do that so and if you're feeling squirrely, you can be that guy holding up the entire too. TSA line to have them hand inspect <laughs> your cassette tapes at the airport. That's awesome. That's actually some interesting information I would not have known otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, you don't get it. <laughs> this is telepath. You guys don't understand. Exactly. They only made 25 of these guys. Please. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy how we bring such things that are so valuable I th- I'm, most of the time I'm just bringing my my J cards for things I want to get signed mm-hmm. yeah just because the cases you know, break so weight. often I mean they just yeah. are just not robust by nature so yeah well well follow the private suite podcast on Twitter Instagram <laughs> Facebook <laughs> check out our website check us out on YouTube Check out PowerPCMe on Instagram and Twitter and Bandcamp and keep an eye peeled for his upcoming record and some physical releases. Also, uh, give uh, us a call on the, the Vaporwave hotline, yeah. Privacy Hotline 412-44-VAPOR for your questions, concerns, comments, criticisms, anything. Just give us a voicemail. Shoutouts, whatever you want. Okay, everybody. I guess we'll call it. Okay. Bye, y'all. Thanks everybody for coming on the show, and yeah, we'll we'll see you next time, guys. Later, hanging out. Oh yeah, inviting me. Oh yeah, for sure. Hoping to see you again. Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me as well, dude. Anytime. What's fun? Hoping to see you again. Yes. (laughs) Cool. Well, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Private Suite Podcast.